we are go. We have ignition sequence start. The engines are on. Four, three, two, one, zero. We have liftoff. Roger, we copy. This is Lumia Conversations Live with Nick Goodman and Dan McGrath, your monthly guide to everything mobile from Microsoft. Welcome to Lumia Conversations Live. I'm Dan McGrath. And I'm Nick Goodman. This show is the audio extension of the Lumia Conversations UK website, dealing with all things Lumia in the UK. Every month, we've got news, views and reviews, all from the world of Microsoft Lumia and the latest developments in mobile tech. On this month's programme, what was Microsoft up to at Mobile World Congress? We'll tell you. Plus, we get our crystal ball out and gaze into the future with Kevin Stagg from Microsoft and talk Bing Predicts. We'll enter the App Zone, our roundup of app news looking at some of our favourites in the Windows Phone App Store. And there's more future gazing as Dave Coplin from Microsoft brings us the first in a new series, The Future Of. More on that later. There's our guide to the best deals available on Microsoft Lumia devices with the device price. Plus, we reveal our squirrel, squirrel of the month. What's that? Where were you last month? You'll have to wait. So let's get some Lumia news on the go. Lumia Conversations Live. So as the massed ranks of the world's most influential tech journalists empty their wallets looking for taxi receipts and dinner expenses and Spanish events companies refill their white vans and trucks with hundreds of flat screens and large logos, it can only mean that another Mobile World Congress in Barcelona has come to an end. Yes, the annual gathering of the mobile and tech industries has given us a lot to talk about and Microsoft were there in force. Stephen Elop, the Executive Vice President of Microsoft's Devices and Services, introduced a packed keynote speech at the conference. Good morning and welcome to Barcelona. Thank you for joining Microsoft here at Mobile World Congress. As you know, it's a very exciting time for Microsoft and for all of our customers. We at Microsoft are on a journey. We're on a journey to empower every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more. At the heart of that ambition is a focus on what a person experiences while they're mobile. We should not obsess on the mobility of the devices, but instead we are focused on the mobility of the experiences. And that is where we have shifted our focus. So the first main announcement was for a new device. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the new Lumia 640. Available in April, the Lumia 640 lets you choose when and where to get things done with integrated services from Microsoft, including Office, Outlook, Skype, OneDrive, and fast 4G LTE connectivity. It has a great 8 megapixel camera, including a front-facing camera perfect for Skype, a long-lasting battery, and fast LTE connectivity. It comes with 30 gig of cloud storage on OneDrive and is available in April, priced globally at just 159 euros for the LTE version and just 139 euros for the 3G version before taxes and subsidies. But there was more, Nick. The Lumia 640 also comes in a supersized version, the Lumia 640 
XL. The XL version has a bigger HD screen at 5.7 inches, a bigger battery, and features a 13 megapixel camera and Zeiss optics. Price-wise, €219 for LTE and €189 for 3G before taxes and subsidies. Both devices will be available globally with partners such as Carphone Warehouse, EE and O2 here in the UK. And these phones will be upgradable to Windows 10 when it becomes available later this year. Stephen Elop left us with a final look into the future in the form of HoloLens, the first untethered holographic computer, which makes it possible to place 3D holograms in the world around us. Real science fiction stuff come to life. Thank you for joining us here in Barcelona and have a great rest of the week at Mobile World Congress. Thank you very much. No, thank you, Stephen. And finally, in the news, away from Mobile World Congress, the Microsoft Lumia 435 is starting to appear in the UK. Carphone Warehouse has a special green edition exclusive to the store and online. Remember, the 435 has a 4-inch display and a 1.2 gigahertz dual-core Qualcomm Snapdragon, but while it's compact and affordable, it delivers everything you need in a smartphone. It does come in a choice of great colours, but if you want limited edition green, then head over to Carphone Warehouse and grab it for as little as £7.50 a month on contract or just £69.99 SIM-free. And that's the Lumia News. Lumia Conversations Live. Bringing Lumia Conversations to life. Every month we'll be checking in with Microsoft's very own futurologist, Dave Coplin, as he gazes into his crystal ball and brings us a series of insights we like to call The Future Of. Over to you, Dave. Welcome to The Future Of, with me, Dave Coplin, Microsoft UK's Chief Envisioning Officer. This month, almost too predictably, we're looking at the future of wearables. This is Lumia Conversations Live. With Mobile World Congress in full swing and with such a large portion of the headlines going to wearables, it seems an appropriate time to think about the explosion of these devices that we've been seeing over the past few months. From fitness trackers to productivity devices, it seems that there's a wearable for every occasion. Hey, these days even my dog can have one if he wants one. Although to be fair, it doesn't take a collection of -of state-of-the-art sensors to know that at his age his favourite pastime is just sleeping. So wearables are all the rage, but besides the inevitable fashion statement, look at me, I can track my steps and show everyone I'm on the bleeding edge of technology. These tiny personal devices run the risk of pushing our technological patients to the brink. Nowhere is the battle for form over function more hotly contended than in this intimate space of personal computing. At home, in my office, I have a drawer which provides a brilliant reminder of the challenge that lies ahead for these devices. Unlike any normal man drawer, this drawer is filled with my own personal technology graveyard. Although on the surface, and to my wife's eyes, it's a collection of all of the technological flotsam and jetsam that I've accumulated over the years, to me, it's a stark reminder of how difficult it is to get things right. For the future of wearables to be anything but fashion, they're going to have to get really good at the basics, and we as humans are going to have to get a lot better at using them for what they're good for. Any good designer will tell you that there are just three simple keys to success. Products need to be useful, usable and desirable. Useful means that the product needs to serve some specific purpose, and it either needs to be unique or significantly better than the other products that currently serve that purpose. Sure, getting tweets on your wrist is exciting, but if it still means you have to carry a phone around with you, and worse still, you need to drag your phone out of your pocket in order to respond, then I'm sorry, you've just failed the first test. 
being usable is the key constraint for wearables because of the extreme constraints that are a result of the sort of form factors that are required. It means that we have to come up with new ways of interacting and also new ways of using the information that change how the device could be used. Desirable is very simply the feeling you get when you use a product or service that just engages you. It delights you. You like it so much you want to keep on using it. I have to say we're a long way from getting this right, but the good news is we're making some great progress in all three areas which fill me full of hope and also hopefully mean I'm not going to have to get a bigger drawer in my office. A recent project from Microsoft Research gave me one of the largest glimmers of hope, harnessing the incredible power of machine learning to deliver new ways of interaction using Microsoft's band device. The project essentially harnesses the power of spotting patterns in data to do a couple of incredible things. The first means that you can actually deliver a usable keyboard on a screen which is only 11 by 33 millimeters. This is actually the same technology that made WordFlow, the method of swiping rather than typing the words, the world fastest means of entering text onto a virtual keyboard. And whilst this is impressive in itself, it's really the second example which really caught my eye because it takes information and makes it accessible on a wearable form factor by actually understanding it and processing it in such a way that it can be usable, useful and desirable. Essentially, the algorithms read your email, texts or messages and try to understand them such that you can be presented with the question or choice that you're being asked. For example, while stuck in one of my many meetings, if my wife texts or emails me about whether we're going to have pizza or curry for dinner, the algorithm understands that the content of the message is basically asking me to make a choice. So it presents the options pizza and curry. All I need to do is to select the response I want rather than just presenting me with a keyboard from which I can type my response. These are just small steps, but they're incredibly important if we're going to make these devices truly work for us and augment the technologies that are already doing so much in our everyday lives. And besides, we have to get this right. Not just because I want my drawback, but because the real future of wearables is when we no longer have to wear this stuff, but instead have it embedded into the world around us and, of course, under our skin. So those are a few of my thoughts on the future of wearables. And you can always let me know what you think. You'll find me on Twitter at dcoplin or in my online home, theenvisioners.com. Thanks for joining me. See you next month for another glimpse into our future. Thank you, Dave. Brilliant. You're listening to Lumia Conversations Live. Right, time for the device price. Our regular guide to the best deals available on Microsoft Lumia devices. And this month, we're looking at the Lumia 630. So this is a budget Windows Phone 8.1 device based around a 4.5-inch LCD touchscreen made from tough Gorilla Glass 3 with clear black technology for great outdoor use. It's powered by a 1.2 gigahertz quad-core processor and backed by 512 mega RAM, so you'll find it a fast and powerful smartphone for everyday tasks. It also comes with 8 gig of internal memory and a micro SD slot capable of supporting cards up to 128 gig in size. Uh, the phone also has a 5 megapixel camera with autofocus and comes in a choice of coloured shells, including yellow, green and orange. So, what's the price? Well, for a 24-month contract deal with 500 meg of data, 250 minutes of talk time and 5,000 texts a month, you can pick the phone up for free and pay just £7.50 a month from mobiles.co.uk. SIM-free, you can log on to Amazon, pick up a Microsoft Lumia 630 for just £92. 
pounds. And the best pay-as-you-go deal is available right now at Tesco, where you'll pay just £79. Uh, get onto the website for all the latest details. That's lumiaconversationsuk.microsoft.com. And that's our device price this month. Lumia Conversations Live, bringing the power of mobile technology to everyone from Microsoft. Ladies and gentlemen, we are fast approaching the end of the eras of a small caravan with a wizened old lady taking money off you to tell you you're going to be rich. I want you now to imagine a world where you can properly predict the future. Well, that world is rapidly becoming a reality, with prediction software really starting to take off. And we need to look no further than Bing Predicts for a flavour of what the future holds. And who better to tell us all about that than Kevin Stagg from Microsoft, who looks after product marketing in the UK for Bing, Cortana and Skype. Nick caught up with him at Microsoft HQ in London. OK, Kevin, tell us about Bing Predicts. What is it? So Bing Predicts is our new, relatively new feature on Bing, and it's, uh, it's existed in the US for about sort of a year. Um, and some of the things you may have heard about, things like we predicted the World Cup. Um, so it's, it's our opportunity to inform the user on what we believe is going to be the outcome of certain events, whether it be entertainment events or sporting events. Um, so very recently, we launched um, the Premier League predictions. Um, it's very similar to what we had with the World Cup predictions last year, where we saw phenomenal success. And uh, in the UK, uh, we're doing some, some great stuff with the English Premier League. So we're now predicting matches on a weekly basis. So you can check with Bing, you can type in Premier League predictions, or you can ask Cortana as well, uh, which is powered by Bing. Okay, let's, let's talk about the success rate. Pretty good at predicting stuff? Sporting events are really challenging. Um, it's not like the kind of popularity contests that we may have seen with like The Voice and, um, and uh, American Idol and someone in the, UK, in the US. Um, so sporting events, all kinds of crazy, weird and wonderful things can happen. So uh, we're getting better all the time. We use um, lots of different signals to predict the outcomes of these different matches. Um, and at the moment, we're tracking really well against our competitors. So um, you might see that uh, after this just past weekend, we're ahead of Loro, Mark Lawrenson, um, uh, since we've been doing the Premier League predictions. Um, and of course, that'll fluctuate depending on what the predictions are each weekend. Um, so you said it takes lots of different indicators. Without getting too technical, um, how does it how does it work? It looks at previous performance or social media indicators. Yeah, exactly that, um, and a few other um, things as well that are available to Bing. So uh, again, with kind of popularity contests, we can check search data, how often people are being searched for to, to indicate popularity. And of course, that doesn't necessarily apply to sporting teams. So Arsenal may have more followers than Leicester City, for example. Um, however, what we then do is add in an extra layer of data, which is the kind of win, lose or draw rates uh, previously um, and the algorithm can take all of that, mash it up into kind of a single ball of information and then provide an outcome which is usually a, a percentage outcome of whether or not we believe they're going to win or lose or draw. Uh, and it's integrated into Cortana as well, so I, I just ask Cortana if my team's going to win this weekend and uh, then rush down to the bookmakers and place a large bet. Well, um, yes, you can ask Cortana. Of course, I'd never advocate um, you know, any 
heavy gambling whatsoever. Um, it's entirely down to user preference. Gamble responsibly, yeah. Absolutely, that's the words. Um, so with, uh, with Cortana, yes, Cortana is powered by Bing. So um, our intelligence layer that is Bing um, enables lots of different services, um, including Cortana. And Cortana is only intelligent because of all the information that Bing can give her. So yeah, I can say, you know, will Arsenal win this weekend or predict Premier League matches? And I can either get specific answers about my team or other teams or get a list of answers um, for the various matches that are happening at the weekend. So we've had predictions for, for Premier League games, we've had the predictions for the Oscars, which were great fun, we've had predictions for Grammys and TV shows in America. Um, is there any limit to what uh, this will be able to predict the outcome of? Could it be as granular as horse racing results or uh, could it give us some lottery numbers perhaps? I mean, where do, where does, where do we draw the line on this? I'd love if it could give me the lottery numbers. Um, uh, however, there are a certain amount of challenges when it comes to predictions. We've done things like the uh, Scottish referendum, and we predicted the result um, within 3% of the final number. Um, so we're really proud of that achievement. Um, and it just depends what indicators there are available. If the information is out there, then we can make sure Bing can find that information and then make those predictions. We're adding more sports all the time. So Cricket World Cup has just gone live. Um, so that's available to anybody on Bing and you can also ask Cortana shortly too. Um, and then in future we'll have more sports and we'll also look to other events and occasions that are going to happen and see how we can predict essentially the future. Uh, Cortana really is a very smart personal assistant and um, you, get the, you get the sense that as it develops over the years it'll start to understand your preferences and your behaviours and again part of this prediction model or generally the word prediction could come into this. Could you see a situation where Cortana could predict that it's a Friday night and on a Friday night I usually go and get a Chinese takeaway and it could uh, recommend or uh, a restaurant near me or suggest that I might want to stop by at the Chinese on the way home? Um, she already does. Um, so she, uh, Cortana already gives me um, suggestions on the things that I like. So um, I've answered a few questions that she's posed to me. So what are the things that I enjoy? And I've said, I love a good coffee shop and a steak restaurant. And I regularly get those suggestions. Um, and that can only become more sophisticated as you live with Cortana more in the future. And you make more information about yourself available to her. Is this terribly depressing for us because it shows that human nature and human behaviour is oh so predictable? Uh, absolutely not. Um, it's, it's fun, it's enjoyable, it's engaging, it's helpful, it's useful, it's, um, it's just a, a fantastic way of making my life a little easier. Um, with the technology I already have in my hands, in my pockets, um, at home. Um, so this, this technology can only be more exciting, engaging and helpful going forward. Well, we look forward to Bing predicting uh, many more things in the future. Thanks for your time today. You're welcome. This is Lumia Conversations Live with Nick Goodman and Dan McGrath. Every month here on Lumia Conversations Live, we bring you a roundup of app news, details of the latest apps in the Windows Phone Store and our favourite and most used apps on our Lumia handsets. And this month, something that's close to our heart. How about something new to listen to? There's so much great audio out there. And let's include in that some amazing radio stations both here in the UK and abroad. So what are the apps that can access this content? Let's start in the UK with our very own UK Radio Player app. The official UK Radio Player app features all the BBC services and hundreds more great UK radio stations. You can flick through stations and see what's on, search for your favourites and set them as presets. 
It's great for listening to live streams of radio or browse catch-up programmes and podcasts. It's free and it's in the App Store right now. Over to the States now, and the nearest thing they have there to BBC Radio is National Public Radio, or NPR. NPR One is the new audio app that connects you to a stream of public radio news and stories created just for you. It's public radio made personal. You get all the latest news headlines and then you can pause, skip ahead, rewind or share a story with friends and just get the stories you're interested in, which is really good. The app makes it really easy to customise what you listen to and keep up to date with everything you need to know. Again, the NPR One app is free and in the App Store right now. And finally, if the combined radio output of the UK and NPR in the US is still not enough for you, then the radio world is your oyster with TuneIn. With TuneIn, you can listen to the world through live local radio stations from wherever you are. Whether you want music, sports, news or current events, TuneIn gives you over 100,000 stations and 2 million on-demand streams for you to choose from. That is a lot to listen to. You can browse via location or format. So let's, for example, listen to a station in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. How about Radio Costa Verde, 91.7? Lovely, my favourite song. And that's the App Zone this month. All the apps mentioned are available right now in the Windows Phone App Store. All the news and reviews from the Lumia Sphere. This is Lumia Conversations Live. Every month here on Lumia Conversations Live, we want to draw your attention to something that's caught our eye. It could be an article, a video, a TV show, a viral clip, an app, or even a new song or album. Basically, it's a general excuse to be distracted and not concentrate on what you should actually be doing. We call it a squirrel. Squirrel! So, Nick, what's your squirrel this month? Well, Dan, my major squirrel Squirrel. this month is the Flipboard app. Flipboard is like your own personal magazine on your handset. To begin with, you just pick a few categories you want in your magazine and tap any tile to read specific things you've added. Uh, Flipboard uses sources like CNN, Engadget, Elle, The Guardian, loads more. Uh, You can collect stories you like or share them with others really easily on Twitter and Facebook, of course. And it's a fantastic way to read articles about stuff you're interested in and also wouldn't normally have found. So it acts like your own personal curator. Uh, So next time you're waiting for a train or standing in line for something, which I hate, and have nothing good to read, you do now just put Flipboard on your Lumia. So that's my major squirrel this month. How about you, Dan? Okay, mate. Well, it's not new news, but my squirrel Squirrel! this month is nothing more ridiculous or distracting than one of the top three apps available right now, Netflix. For one reason and one reason only, Better Call Saul. If, like me, you found yourself aimlessly wandering around your house, wondering what to do next in your life, staring out a window and jingling your loose change while whistling once you'd seen all the episodes of Breaking Bad and not even your friends suggesting House of Cards or The Wire could snap you out of it. Well, don't worry. Get on Netflix and start watching Better Call Saul. It's the prequel to Breaking Bad, following the exploits of a young Jimmy McGill. And if you're a Breaking Bad fan, it's like putting on an old pair of slippers. If you weren't a Breaking Bad fan, what are you doing with your life? So, Netflix, coupled with Better Call Saul, is my current squirrel. Hot dog, jumping frog, Albuquerque. And on that New Mexico-based note, it's time for us to jump town and head for the hills. 
Don't forget you can check out the website for all the latest Lumia news in the UK, lumiaconversationsuk.microsoft.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at LumiaCONVUK. See you next time. Lumia Conversations Live is produced by Bounce for Lumia Conversations UK. You can't get enough.